Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. This is Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, man, welcome to week 12, my friend. We made it this far. You have no thumb injuries. There's been no drop tackles on this podcast. And uh, I'll be damned if I said uh, both of you, both of us are pretty healthy. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. My, my voice is still recovering from, uh, from the weekend, but yeah, I'm feeling, feeling pretty strong. What was it like being a sideline reporter for the uh, most famous and important podcast in football history? You know, it was an honor and a privilege, and uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful experience I'm never going to forget. Okay. Well, you know, um, we certainly won't forget the experience you had either, uh, considering it was, uh, it was filled with fun, obviously, and um, lots of color, most likely purple. Um, but let me tell you this, Trevor, I'll tell you something I wasn't really thrilled about in terms of um, color or, um, you know, just the the quality of the NFL in general. That's our next podcast that's going to be airing soon is kind of subpar right now, man. It's pretty, pretty average. And Joe, Joe Burrow's injury over the weekend further delineated the pool of the AFC contenders to basically just Kansas City at this point. I don't care what you say about Baltimore. I don't see him as a contender. They're going to make the AFC Championship game. They won't beat Kansas City. Nobody will. Um, well, that's not true until they get the Super Bowl. But arguably, they're going to be back. So I, it leads me to beg the question, um, yeah, why – if you're an NFL fan, why do you why, – why do how do you – how do you, I guess is the better question, not why. How do you find any enjoyment in this season so far, unless your team's doing well? I mean, it's – It's been, uh... it's been rough. It's it's been really bad, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of NFL fans uh, handle uh, disappointment different ways. You know, I'm one of those perpetual optimists. Uh, it's, it's the same way with fantasy football. You know, like uh, when when your when your player gets injured, what are you going to do next? We we can still win, um, but uh, it's just this season. It's kind of snuck up on me. Just how bad it's been. I, I saw uh, one of the stats that you were talking about before we got on the air. One of these stats that's going around social media about how many starting quarterbacks have been replaced this season, and it's it's insane. It's it's more than half the league at this point. Eleven rookie starting quarterbacks too. Yeah. Rookie starting quarterbacks. It's bad. Like take that in for a second. When, when's When's like a season? When's the last season you can remember seeing where like eleven rookies started? I don't. Or like I don't even just like eleven rookie being... running backs. Yeah. Like, you know, or let alone quarterbacks. Man, it's it's like we're putting the it's like the league's going back twenty years or thirty years now. And I saw something that the quarterback, the collective quarterback rating, is the lowest it's been since twenty seventeen, and before that it was like the lowest it's been since like nineteen eighty five. So across the board. This isn't like a recent thing. You could say this this season hasn't been great, but arguably it's been not great for six or seven years, maybe longer. Um, and I think you can really attest that to the offensive line. Um, they're just it's bad offensive line play, man. I mean, Trent Williams is good, but it's bad across the board. The coaching's not great. Um, these guys are groomed from the get-go to be all-stars they play seven on sevens they got plenty of coaching throughout their whole career all these different positions and yet they get to the nfl level offensively of course and maybe even defensively to some degree and this is the uh these are the results it's not great yeah yeah it's pretty bad um you know yeah this is uh you know it it, it like i said it really snuck up on me i've been very zeroed in on my own team um been paying close attention to my fantasy league and uh and yeah this this weekend was kind of a reality check like this is a worse uh this is a worse season than covid it, it in terms of the you know what's happening to the league and to the the product that we're seeing every weekend um this is this is worse than covid and drop tackles you know you got <laughs> sorry <laughs> what a way to what a way to start off another segment drop tackles man this is what we're talking about now talking about it's drop bad. tackles 
I feel like I'm Allen Iverson talking about practice, you know? <laughs> um, drop tackles. They're gonna. So Lamar Jackson gets hurt. Mark Andrews breaks his ankle of the year of the weekend. Jordan or a tight ankle sprain or something. Jordan Travis from Florida State has a horrific injury on a drop tackle in um, in college, and this is where we're at. And we're talking about banning tackles, and and arguably they're not great. I mean the way the drop tackles you see them, they're they're cringy and they look extremely painful and they're just bad form. But the the product is not great and it's not great enough or it's what's the right word here it's not that it's so bad but it's like at a point i guess it's a better way where we're we're trying to figure out how to ban tackles so we can make sure that we get more players that are actually worth it worth watching you know so we don't have more injuries in this league it's crazy yeah it's crazy it's, uh it's very nuts and uh and I, I'm still making up my mind on the whole thing because um, banning tackles uh, at times feels like a slippery slope already. Um, you know, it, it was, we were only a couple of years adjusted to these new rules about landing with your body weight on the quarterback. And uh, and so far, it's at that one, you know, it looked bad at first and, and people were really having a hard time with it, getting called all the time. and uh, But defensive ends defensive linemen they've adjusted to it those are the guys that tackle the quarterback most often and uh and and have the biggest body weight um and and so far that one's been successful you, you don't really hear about that as a issue and you know oh, it changed the outcome of the game like you did uh three years ago um so but still you know what you're not allowed to tackle somebody from behind anymore that's they'll have to get way more specific than that um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, something's got to happen because or something's got to change because, uh, right now the, the league just, it's, you know, the, this, this season could have a bigger asterisk than the COVID year because it, it might be, a, a you know, well, so-and-so won the Super Bowl because they're the only ones with their starting quarterback left. Crazy, you know, and you just get ready um, for more ref calls, <laughs> more flags, and more things for them to intervene on, and more things. And honestly, dude, it's the hardest job. You know, they say quarterback is the hardest job in sports. Would you yeah. say and there's a fair argument to be made that, to some degree, the referees have the hardest job in sports and football? How, oh, how, um, certainly, certainly. How? They- could you call yeah. a game that is running as fast as it is with all these different rules and you have to sort of interpret all these different rules subjectively in an objective manner and yet it's all supposed to fit together? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I, just get waiting for more flags. And that's what's going to be. If we, we start. And now I sound like an old man yelling out the clouds here. And I guess I'm, I've definitely been guilty <laughs> of that in the past. But look, that's, that's what we're getting at, man. That's where it's going. We're going to get more flags. We're going to get more intervention from the referees. And nobody really wants that. And we bitch all the time about how we have to have 15 calls a game and the refs are ruining it. And that's not PI. And that's not pass interference. And that's not, you know, illegal man downfield. And that's not this. That's not that. Well, that's what's going to start happening. <laughs> you know? Right. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Anything, anything on the uh, drop tackles here? Uh, just that you know, it's it's something that uh, really only came to my attention after this weekend uh, because you know it's it's just such a big deal this weekend because um, you know you watch it and like I, I feel like I've been, I've seen people tackled that way my whole life, um, but uh, but it's become a real problem recently, uh, and when when it's a, a measurable factor in you know an unprecedented amount of uh, backup quarterbacks finishing the year, um, you just you can't ignore it. So, uh, so it's on my radar now. It's crazy, man. All right, well, let's talk about some NFL waiver wire stuff. Cause uh, oh, damn it. Okay, well, you know, Trevor, you hear that? <laughs> I don't. Do you hear I, that? What do is you, that? Do you hear that on the stove? Do you hear that? Do you, do you, do you smell it? What? Oh, it's oh, you've got uh, yeah. 
You got some gravy going? Yeah, I got some gravy going, baby. It's dude, it's the day before Thanksgiving recording this Wednesday night. You know, if you're if you're familiar with how gravy works. Trevor, are you, are you familiar with the the uh, the science of how gravy is is created? I'm I'm familiar with I'm I'm a little more that? as they say downstream when it comes to gravy. I get very okay. scientific and technical about the application of gravy to, you know, the food that needs it. Gotcha. Well, you mean you need both ends of the spectrum. Somebody needs to make it and somebody needs to eat it at the end of the day. So um, whether you're flowing it or you're growing it, <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to be had in, in, either, in either way. So let's talk about our, uh, well, let's talk about our coding that we have here uh, potentially for the, the, uh, the Thanksgiving week of fantasy football, week 12, one of the most important fantasy football weeks of the year. Um, it, it definitely determines seeding these last few weeks, and this is the start of it. So let me, let, let's, let's, let's start off with um, a guy who might know a lot about gravy um, because he's arguably a possible soprano a relative. It's Tommy DeVito, uh, quarterback for the New York Giants, a uh, roster in 7% of leagues at ESPN Yahoo Leagues, seven touchdowns accounted for the first two games of his career. Looked pretty decent um, last couple of games, man. I, I don't hate like him as far as a waiver wire pickup. I think he's a good like if you lost Joe Burrow and you just or you like Geno Smith is hurt and it's just absurd. Like Matt Stafford, like whoever you have that is just not going to play this week potentially. Um, Tommy DeVito might be a pretty good pickup uh, going against New England, third in FPA. However, um, they've struggled and. If there's anything we watched this year as far as defense for New England, they, they let up a ton of yards. They may not let up a lot of points, but they let up a ton of yards. So there's a good potential there. It's uh, – are they at – no, they're at home. Um, 33 and a half over under. I, you know, I don't – listen, wouldn't count on touchdowns. we just count on yards. <laughs> so moving, moving on, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears. Rashawn Johnson going against at Minnesota. Fourth and FPA against running backs. Minnesota actually turned the, like Trevor mentioned last week, Flores has turned that defense around. But Khalil Herbert still in the IR. Don't know what's going to happen to him. Uh, if he is healthy, I'm not really sure. But Roshan Johnson, University of Running Back, Texas, University of Running Back. Well, University of Texas Running Back backed up to John Robinson in college. Later in the season, it's going to get a little bit more carries. It's getting colder. Um, the team is arguably out. So, of the playoff race, keep an eye on Roshan Johnson. 45% of leagues he's rostered in. So, like him as a potential pickup. Um, and I didn't have him on here, but I say they. I used CBS Sportsline, by the way, as far as a uh, reference for some of these waiver wire pickups for the stats. But I come up with my own sort of um, goals and uh, narratives on him. Um, Ty Chandler, Minnesota Minnesota Vikings running back, um, third down specialist from the looks of it. Pretty, pretty scrappy, scampy. Um, I like his, his end-to-end speed and um, don't have his ESPN numbers here, but has gotten 15 points two games in a row. Um, I kind of like him as far as a pickup. Uh, Jaden Reed mentioned him last week for the Green Bay Packers. Wow, I need to get some gravy, baby. I'm just fading here. Um, at the Detroit Lions, 28th in FPA is Detroit for wide receivers. Uh, 58% of leagues he's rostering. That's Jaden Reed. Actually ran a touchdown in last week. Has five touchdowns this year. Four of them come in the last three weeks. Um, so I like him as a pickup as well. And finally, uh, before we get to the end here, and I'm sorry, I'm looking for my friend Isaiah Likely. Uh, likely may be available in your league. 4% of, league, 4% of leagues he's rostered in. ESPN and Yahoo. Uh, going against the LA Chargers this week. Eighth in FPA. However, um, will be playing as the number one tight end in Baltimore with Mark Andrews out, and so I would uh, I would add him basically as soon as possible. I'm not saying he's going to be a high target or likely to get a lot of yards or touchdowns, but we all know how tight ends work in fantasy. As you get close to the, the playoffs, that's one position you kind of want you know secured because I think most teams that make that playoff round or the um, the championship, it, I think they all their spots in their roster are pretty solid, and uh, I wouldn't hesitate to pull the trigger on likely i likely would pick him up <laughs> yeah okay we're gonna move on to the fans the actual football games this week my friend it's turkey day thanksgiving week before we get to the actual games trevor i'm going to give you a wonderful experience that i still remember as a kid of thanksgiving day it's 
Randy Moss against the Dallas Cowboys, three catches, 163 yards, three touchdowns, rookie year, 1998, and yapping to the camera um, the whole time. Uh, can it get any better than Randy Moss on Thanksgiving Day, 1998? It's my favorite I mean, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving it's, performance. Uh, it's it's definitely my favorite of all time. Uh, I, I think everybody has a, a special one they can remember. But yeah, that one is really great. Um, it was yeah, like you said, it was his rookie year. It was uh, it was my first uh, year as a real avid Vikings fan. I I'd chosen the team a, a few years prior, but but that was the year that I was watching every week and sometimes listening to it because it was 1998 and you couldn't just always find the game on TV. Um, but, uh, yeah, what a, what a great game. And then I was really excited for that one. Cause of course, Thanksgiving games are nationally broadcast. Um, so I knew I was going to get to watch it and, uh, I couldn't believe as, as the game went on, it was just like, this is too good to be true. Uh, and then they did the, uh, the six legged, uh, turducken at the end where, where, you know, players each get a drumstick and, and, uh, it was really fun watching the stars on my team have so much fun in the post game interview. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. Wonderful game. Uh, one of my favorite Thanksgiving Day memories, as I mentioned before, and moments, games, players, amazing performance. And best part about it came against Dallas, who passed on in the draft. So <laughs> right. for him to promptly <laughs> just absolutely kill them in the playoffs is crazy. But and nonetheless, moving on to the games, man. We get three games tomorrow. I'm so excited, by the way. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Let's start off. It's tradition. Tradition always, you know, matters in the NFL, especially when you have to deal with two teams like the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. It's GB at DET. It's a seven and a half point favorite to Detroit. It's over under 47 and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this game. I feel like Green Bay has some momentum going into this game, man. It's a, it's a divisional matchup. It's on Thanksgiving. It's a seven and a half point favorite. I don't know why I feel like this is going to be closer than that, but I I you know, I agree with you already yeah. on that. I I yeah. do think that this is going to be a really good game, um, so I'll take the Packers to cover. I do like Detroit to win this one, uh, and I do like the over here. Uh, the The Lions' defense comes up in big moments, but they allow a lot game to game. Uh, so I think the Packers are going to be able to hang in this one. Um, they almost lost to Chicago. Right, like, right. So these division know. matchups, they're they're tough. These teams know each other, um, and they they show up big for these games. Uh, the fans are are more passionate about these matchups than any other on the on the schedule. Um, so I you know I think it's going to be a closer game. Um, so I don't like that that spread. I'll take the Packers to cover. Uh, but I, I remember the Lions playing last year. They they lost last year in spite of playing some really good football. Um, kind of like how they played really great, but didn't quite squeak into the playoffs. Uh, I think things are different for the Lions this year. I think that they're, I think it's going to be close, but I think the Lions will not allow another loss on Thanksgiving. Um, I think Dan Campbell has <laughs> this one uh, circled as soon as the schedule comes out. And uh, I think we're going to get the best the Lions have right now. Um, so yeah, I like the Lions to win. And I think it gets, uh, I think it gets uh, Thanksgiving started uh, with a really fun uh, game that that neutral uh, audiences can really get behind a uh, Lions home win for the first time in a long time on Thanksgiving. Lions over 200 yards rushing in the last three games as a team. Jamar Gibbs, David Montgomery, um, best running back tandem in football, if you had to ask me right now, um, and love that that offense actually a lot. I don't know how I feel about Jared Goff sometimes. He just makes weird decisions, but kind of clutch. Um, <clears throat> quick stat. <laughs> excuse me. Detroit is fifth in FBA against quarterbacks. Fifth worst, excuse me, against quarterbacks. Not kind of a sneaky statistic. I don't think a lot of you understand how kind of vulnerable that secondary is. So I'll take Jordan Love, Jaden Reed, um, as far as fancy options. And Aaron Jones may not play this week. So, a healthy dose of A.J. Dillon, and I think they signed Patrick Taylor off the practice squad from New England. Uh, was previously on Green Bay's practice squad, so I keep an eye out for that guy, too. Moving on, the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. It's a 13.5 point favorite to Dallas, over under 48.5. Wow, that line is intense. Um, let's be honest here, Dallas is probably one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. When they, when they play well, they play really well. 
Um, and Washington is, I mean, they're scrappy. They can score points. They can definitely get yards. It's just, can they not turn the ball over? You know, and we, that's pretty much what's happening in all their losses. So, right. I, um, I get the line here. I get it. It just, it does look like a blowout. On, it on does. Paper. It does. Yeah. But man, these, uh, these NFC East matchups, they really, uh, I, I take I, I take a lot of caution with these ones because I feel like this is the like we talk about how these conference or these division matchups are always closer than you expect them to be. Well, man, we've had some head scratcher uh, upsets in this division even just last week. Uh, with I don't think anyone. I mean, the the Commanders are not the Cowboys, but I don't think anybody expected uh, the Giants to just own them the way they did. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, th- this division stuff, but but that is what just happened to the Commanders. So uh, so I do like the Cowboys here. Um, I will I will take them to beat that spread. Um, but uh, but man, it's it's a it's a division I want to stay away from. Honestly, if I'm if I'm a serious better, um, it's just when you get surprised, you really get surprised in this in this division. Um, but uh, but I do think we can take the over in this one, um, and I like Dallas. Yeah, Washington Commanders, man, worst. I mean, the worst defense in the NFL. So I can understand why this is a blowout on paper. And uh, honestly, it's it's a Dak Prescott heavy game. He's the hottest quarterback in the NFL and um, best best offensive line in the NFL, arguably, probably top to bottom, next to Philly and Philly and. I think Kansas City's is pretty good, yeah. so probably top three. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, not a great game for Philly matchup wise. Although uh, I think you know, and, and here's a little quick stat for the Dallas defense. Not that you won't start him anyway, but um, Deron Bland four touchdowns, four touchdowns for interceptions this year, tied NFL record. So oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, he won more and he has the Crazy. record. Yeah. Crazy. Thursday night football. Thursday night football. Sunday night football. San Francisco <laughs> at the Seattle Seahawks. A seven-point favorite San Francisco over under 44.5. Geno Smith is banked up. I don't know if there's official word on him, but if boy, I would be interesting if Drew Locke starts in this game. Uh, For better and, or worse. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it doesn't say he's going to be ready. It's a question mark right now. They don't know. He's going to be ready by tomorrow night. So this is likely to start. But Kenneth Walker is out. That's a big blow. So go ahead. So I, I I like this matchup to finish the finish the day. I know uh, a lot of people are probably thinking, God, could we have gotten an AFC team in there somewhere? Um, but uh, oh, that's but, funny. I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, oh. I, I, I've I've already had people talk to me about their disappointment. You know, the, the AFC fans want to see some AFC action. I get it. Um, but uh, but no, this game I, I like finishing the day with this one because I feel like this one. Uh, probably has the biggest uh, impact on the uh, on the postseason race here. Uh, the Seahawks, I think, are the sixth seed at the moment. Yep. Um, and uh, 49ers in in control of their division. Uh, if the Seahawks win, that division race gets tighter. With the 49ers win, which is what I'm predicting, um, you know they 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 start to pull away from the number two team in their division. Uh, but I, I think this one's going to be tough. I think it's again another division matchup. All three of these, the Seahawks hosting uh, that stadium is uh, you know underrated. I think these days in terms of its its home field advantage, it's still pretty real. Uh, not that the 49ers will be jet lagged or anything like that. Uh, pretty short tri- uh, short trip there. But uh, the uh, the 49ers still they they look. Like the team we thought they were going to be this year, they they didn't there for that those those three losses, uh, but they're rolling again. And uh, Brock Purdy just put in like a, a perfect QBR last week, I think. Um, like two games in a row, yeah, he's been unreal. Yeah, so uh, so that that's pretty incredible stuff, uh, especially with those weapons uh, and that defense. Um, I I do think this will be closer. Seven points. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover. I still like San Francisco to win, maybe by a field goal or, or even just six points. Um, but uh, I like the Seahawks to cover that, and I am going to take the over on that 44.5. There's just a lot of weapons in this game on both sides. 
a question. Even if Geno Smith doesn't play, still got DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Tyler Lockett, the three tight ends, they're all pretty decent. And then, of course, Zach Charbonneau, which is not Kenneth Walker. However, he's more of north to south runner, if you want the definition for that, look it up. But nonetheless, it's, uh, man, it's an interesting game. Here's one stat to really look at, though. Seattle, the worst rush defense in the NFL in the last month. And against quarterback running running backs has allowed four touchdowns in, through the air to running backs in the last two weeks. <laughs> so if you're going to start Christian McCaffrey, which of course you would, uh, potential big day. Just not not a great linebacking core in Seattle. Um, not great to cover those running backs on flats, man. So and Jamal Adams, you know how I feel about him. Moving on, it's Black <laughs> Friday, baby. Black Friday is getting a game this year. It's Miami Dolphins. It's uh, it's getting a game. That's all you can really say about it. It's not going to be the game or a good game, but a game. The Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets, a nine and a half point favorite to Miami, over under forty and a half. Here's your AFC game, and it gets was, isolated on Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon. It's not even night. <laughs> it's afternoon. So um, I don't. It's look, dude. Jets are in a free fall. I don't think we have much to say about this one. But Miami's a uh, you know. A1 in the NFC, AFC, as they say. So, what do you think? Yeah, I uh, I like uh, I, I like the Dolphins to win here. I think they'll beat the spread. Um, gosh, that over-under. Uh, I don't think the Jets put up big points, but they do have a good defense. The over-under is tough. I, I like Miami to win by... By ten points, but I yeah I've got to take the under there. Yeah, I think mm. uh, I, I think they're going to be managing the game after halftime. That that's just going to slow down the scoring. Um, the Jets' defense is good enough to prevent a lot of points in the second half if they're just playing to to protect the lead. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to think how I, I can picture this game going. Uh, yeah, I like Miami to. To beat the spread, but I'm taking the under. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about this game, man. I just am trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it might be just good, and I don't think they're going to score a lot, but because of the Jets' defense. But Tim Boyle is starting for New York. I, okay, we we don't need to talk about this anymore. We're going to move on to. <laughs> oh my God. The, the New England Patriots at the New, the New York Giants. Uh, three and a half point favorites to New England, over under 33 and a half. The reverse Super Bowl. I don't know what you want to call this. I think I've heard people call it the Mud Bowl, the Poop Bowl, uh, yep, Toilet Bowl. It's not great. It's um, probably two of the worst offenses in the league going against each other, except Tiny Vita looked good. Um, but, you know, let's. Uh, jury's still out. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't know if he'll start on Sunday. <laughs> Oh my God! Jeez. So um, yeah, here we are. This is this is the downfall of the dynasty, and yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I think New England is like one and eight against the spread. So I doubt you'll get any any coverage here. But thirty three and a half. I mean, they're just like if we go anything lower than that, nobody's gonna watch it. And I don't think anybody wants huh. to anyway. So um, here we are. Here we are. Yep, this is where we're at, and uh, this is my first upset of the week. Um, I think think the Giants hold on at home. I think they beat the Patriots. Um, I'm going to take the over on the 34 and a half. Uh, I think uh, I think the Giants' offense is clicking. I think Tommy DeVito has has found a little bit of a rhythm there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I like him to win by yeah, by by about a touchdown. Yeah. I already said what I said earlier about Tommy DeVito. We can move on. We're going <laughs> to go to the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. It's a one-point favorite to Atlanta. It's over under 42.5. And, a half. and uh, no Derek Carr, potentially. Uh, Michael Thomas is placed on IR yesterday. Um, so all of a sudden, New Orleans is looking like a man down. But, you know, Trevor, somebody has to win the NFC South. So Right. Uh, yeah, so here we are. I'm going right back to the upset, only technically with a one-point spread. Um, but, uh, you know, the saints have a pretty decent, uh, backup with Jameis Winston, uh, especially within the division. Cause he's played, uh, those teams, uh, you know, as a saint, he's played those teams as a Buccaneer. 
Um, so, uh, so I like the Saints here. I think, I think the Saints are in for that Jameis Winston recipe where it doesn't always look when it, it when it looks good, it looks really good, but it's going to look bad at times too. Um, so, uh, I'm taking the over here. I think they're going to have to really shoot it out to 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 take it home. But I like the Saints on the road this week. <clears throat> Desmond Ritter is going to start quarterback uh, for Atlanta, so I would start the Saints defense. They got a good defense, man. Very opp- opportunistic. Um, the only thing that is interesting to me is that they're top three in worst FPA for quarterbacks a lot over the last month. Um, so I don't know how you want to look at that, but just not a great defense when it comes to like the the mobile quarterbacks, which Desmond Ritter is sort of. But I I don't know how you would still have trust in him, regardless. So I'm like. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know how you want to do this one, but keep an eye on that one. Same thing with Atlanta. Bad against mobile quarterbacks. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they ran some draws for like Taysom Hill here. So start for Taysom Hill. Keep an eye on that one. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. One and a half point favorite to Pittsburgh over under 35 and a half. Once again, if they made it any lower, nobody would watch it because uh, no offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh now. They fired Matt Canada, I think, yesterday. Right and um, it, it's yeah their de- their offense is brutal. Uh, I don't and and Cincinnati without Joe Burrow I, I don't know I, I don't know like this game would have looked really intriguing four weeks ago and now we're like oof a one o'clock game <laughs> right <sighs> and, and it's a shame too because this is uh, you know it's another great division rivalry and. Uh, you know, we we could have been talking about are the Steelers for real because the Bengals certainly are, uh, and now without Joe Burrow, it's like oh, uh, the Bengals aren't the same measuring stick that they were last week, and and here we are. You know, Pittsburgh is expected to win on the road. Um, I guess they're two and two away this year, uh, but still, this uh, this, this I mean I I don't want to get too distracted, but this is exactly the, what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Um, these games should be really exciting games, and instead we have to really kind of search for what's interesting about it. Um, but, of course, the interesting thing here is that, that they're both still in contention for division champion. Um, you know, a, a one-point, you know, one one-and-a-half-point favor to Steelers – uh, that's, that's a coin toss. Um, you know, we've been surprised. We, we shouldn't be surprised anymore this season when a, when a team loses their starting quarterback and finds a way to get it done. Um, I, I do think the Bengals are a really well-coached team, uh, with a, with a great roster and playing at home and what was basically an even game. I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going three in a row here. Uh, another upset. I'm taking the Bengals to win this one at home. Uh, it's going to be tight. It's going to be ugly. Um, 35 and a half. Man. Uh, yeah, I've got, just barely. I got to take the over there. Uh, I do think uh, it's going to come down close to the end there. But um, I like the over. I like the Bengals. Okay, um, yeah, and keep an eye on Jalen Warren. Four straight games with, I think, just about 15 fantasy points, not more, has caught on fire the last couple weeks and runs a lot like Isaiah Pacheco, honestly. Just reckless abandon, chops his feet, north-south runner, really impressive. Keep an eye on him. Um, and, uh, yeah, moving on. Carolina Panthers at the Tennessee Titans, three-and-a-half-point favorite Tennessee, over under 36-and-a-half. Uh, I don't know. In the rain? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Will Levis versus Bryce Young. Look, dude, there's some future potential here. I just, that both teams are a complete train wreck. And yeah, I don't know. They should have just traded Derrick Henry, you know, the trade deadline. But I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. So, no, you got to watch I, it instead. Yep. We got to watch this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you're a Panther, you've had this game circled for a while as like, maybe we can win that one. Uh, yeah, maybe. Because, I mean,. <laughs> Like, like you try to analyze these teams that aren't fun to watch at the moment to begin with, and uh, and so you look to their their metrics, and it's like it's 
is three and seven really that better that much better than one and nine um but i mean they are yeah the panthers man they're just they really are just that bad right now the titans do have you know what what do the panthers have adam thielen um yep. so you guys all know that i love uh but beyond that is what's working over there i don't think anything else is uh the titans at least have a few things clicking you know what i mean it's it's not yeah i yeah i got to take the titans uh got to end the streak of upsets here uh, i think the titans win this one at home um three and a half point favorite i'm going to take them to beat that uh jeez i understand you know on you know, my my gut reaction was to take the under here um but i think that this is actually a team that the titans could actually get on a roll against uh so i'm going to take the over Tennessee last two weeks worst quarterback FPA in the NFL Bryce Young may not be a bad start this week man and uh, Carolina one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL number two worst rush defense so Derrick Henry keep an eye on it for him if he doesn't play uh, Tajay Sharp like him too Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts a two and a half point favorite to Indy a 43 and a half over under and um, hmm Baker Mayfield all of a sudden put together a quietly good season here interesting Right, and he's on the on the road. Winnable game. Got to win that. Somebody's got to win the NFC South. <laughs> right. So and uh, and yeah, I'm gonna go right back to the upsets here because I'd like the Buccaneers to win this one. Um, I, I do think that they've been playing better football the last couple of weeks. Um, and you know, I understand it's a four and six team on the road against a five and five team. Uh, Colts are oddly one and four at home, being five and five. Um, but uh, but I do I and it's weird to say this because because it changes so quick these days. But the the NFC South just feels like a tougher division than the AFC South to me. Um, you know, with I would still say the the Jaguars are still the best team in both divisions. But uh, I like the Bucks here. I think uh, I think they've got a good chance to to win this one. And um, gonna take. Jeez, I'm going to take the under on that 43 and a half. I don't think it goes quite that high. Uh, Shaq Leonard was cut yesterday. So, or, yes, I uh, saw that, Darius the Leonard, uh, linebacker. Yeah. Right. So losing a big uh, emotional leader on the defense. I don't know if he's really played that well but because he's been uh, just so many injuries, to be honest. But uh, look, Rashad White, Kate Otten could go off. Um, FPA for tight ends for Indy, um, some of the worst in the league. So uh, if you got him on your team, start him. I love Rashad White so much. I think he's a great player. So um, yeah, I just I don't know what this indie offense, man. I, I want to say Gardner Minshew because the secondary in Tampa has not been great, not been great at all. You know, so Gardner Minshew is maybe a little sneaky start. Just keep an eye on that one. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee Texans. Wow. Houston Texans uh-huh. Jacksonville is a two-point favorite over under 48 and a half. Um, look, look, dude, Houston took one from Jacksonville earlier in the year, and um, C.J. Stroud's a baller. I, he, he turned the ball over a lot last week, still won, um, and he just is clutch. And it's, this is if you asked me in the beginning of the year how this game would look, I would have said Jacksonville blow them out. But it's only they're only a two point favorite, and honestly, yeah. it's going to be a very entertaining game. They they are only a two point point favorite, and that's that's uh, that's appropriate because this is going to be a really good team, or sorry, a really good game. Uh, I love what both these teams are doing right now this year. Um, I think uh, I think we saw an off week for the Jaguars last week, so I do see them bouncing back. Um, yeah, that that two point spread should probably be just a one point spread. Um, I, I can't take the Texans to cover. I'm going to take the Jaguars to beat that spread. Um, but it, it's going to, I mean, these two teams are so uh, well matched in my opinion. And that says a lot about uh, CJ Stroud because uh, it's taken uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, two and a half seasons to get where he is now. Um, and CJ Stroud is just there. Uh but, uh, but, no, I, I do like the Jags this week. Um, I think both these teams uh, have a lot of good football left this season. Um, 
And man, yeah, the race in this division is tight. Uh, but I like the Jaguars to win here. Um, yeah, it's a boy. It's gonna be a great game, and a you know one o'clock. You know, still get that trip to fan in your system, right? This one will get you up. And uh, honestly, man, it's I don't think the defense is either, either team have really been that great. So it's kind of like a must start all. But one guy you want to take a, keep an eye on is Tank Dell from Houston. Um, probably the best rookie wide receiver in the league and just arguably just so good, um, especially in the red zone. And um, I keep an eye on him because I don't think anybody has – Jacksonville has anybody that can really kind of match up with him. So Kansas City at the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the KC line, 8.5 point favorite, over under 42.5. Kansas City hasn't scored a second-half touchdown in three games. That's crazy. How crazy is that? Yeah, yeah hopefully it's a get-right game, man. We, we talk about get-right games all the time in this podcast. This is kind of it. Um, I, I don't really know what the disconnect is on that offense. Um, it's weird. It's a weird thing to watch, especially on Monday night when they saw them. They don't, you know, they don't see drop passes like we did in Kansas City when it's just right in the receiver's hands, yet that happened twice at the end of the game last, last, uh, last Monday. So, yeah, it was, um, it was really bad. <laughs> it's weird. I think it's a weird spot for them to be in to go at Vegas after this because uh, I, I, I just don't know if – I don't know. It, it's a it's a divisional matchup. It, it, it's a weird kind of like gotcha game. Like you're going to come in here and think you can win. Like it's Vegas, you know? Right. No, it's uh, – it's, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I do like the Chiefs in this one. Uh, the Raiders, they've been playing well at home, 4-1 and one at home. Um, but they're just, they're not, they're not complete enough of a team to play all four quarters with the chiefs. Um, I think Max Crosby is going to, uh, you know, give him hell the way he always does. But at the end of the day, it's just, you can't do it by himself. He can't play all, all 11 spots on defense. Um, so I do like the chiefs in this one, uh, the eight and a half point spread. I like Kansas City to beat that. Uh I think they get some uh some end of game uh touchdowns and uh I like the over here too. Yeah. Trap game. That was that was the word I was looking for. I said gotcha. Uh, trap game. Yep. Gotcha. So gotcha. Okay. The uh LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals, a one half point favorite to LA. Uh forty four and a half over under. You know, this is interesting if LA wins. They're five and six. They're only potentially one game out from being in the wild card. So um, that's weird <laughs> because they've played so awful. I mean, let's right. be honest. They've been bad. They've you know? they've been bad. So, they've been bad. Yeah. Um, I I like uh, the energy that Kyler Murray brings back to this this Cardinals team. Um, you know. Yeah, one and a half point spread is tight. I like the home game, or uh, sorry, I like the home team here. I'm going upset again. I'm calling it upset weekend. Um, but uh, but no, I I I do. I like uh, I like the way Kyler Murray is moving. Um, I think he's, you know, I I say this way too too much. I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. I think he's got a lot to prove uh, after his injury, um, and and even you know with with what was being said about him before he got injured. So uh, he's he's playing really hard and and he is that kind of quarterback. Um, you know, you've got you've got uh, you know system game manager type quarterbacks that that can do really well with really good pieces around them and a really good game plan. And then you have people like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray who can just dazzle you and be like, well, we didn't we didn't plan on it to go that way, but he made it win. Um, and I think, you know, the 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 trick for the Cardinals in the future is going to be how do we balance that with something that's a little more sustainable because that model is never sustainable. Um, you can't win like that every week. Uh, but I like the Cardinals in this one against a Rams team that just doesn't have it together enough, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, well, I mean, look at like this man. It's an it's like. Arizona defense, fifth worst in FPA against quarterbacks. Matt Stafford's a free agent in a lot of leagues right now. Wouldn't hate it if you picked him up and started him. I, I don't know. 
Kyron Williams is going to start this week. They cut Daryl Henderson. Probably a good start because Arizona's rush defense is bad, but I don't think the Rams is that much better. I guess it is worse. I guess it is better. But um, they, they've been running the ball really well in Arizona. And James Conner will be back. And you said Kyler Murray and a couple good starts, you know. Oh, yeah. Fancy. I, I'm not sure how to interpret this game. This is it's a it's Buffalo at Philly. It's over half over under forty eight and a half. It's three and a half point spread. This one crept up on me. It's actually a pretty solid week for football. I I I mean, what do you say? Because this is a, this is a game where Josh Allen could just sort of blow it, based on the the turnover sort of um, reputation on the road. And I, no, I it 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 definitely. Definitely feels that way. Um, quick note, though, before I jump into this game, I, I, I've, I've talked to some Eagle fans about it. I feel like they really messed up when they won last week against Kansas City. Because um, I, I don't think that they finished the season a one-loss team. Um, I don't think they're going to lose this week, but I don't think they finished a one-loss team. And losing to Kansas City would have been the best loss that they could take because uh, we know they won their last Super Bowl when they were uh, an underdog, and uh, I think having lost to Kansas City would have been the best fuel for them. But they didn't listen to me. They got the the W. What do I know? Um, but no, I, I like the Eagles to win this one. They're they're four and zero at home. The Bills one and three away. Um, the Bills we're seeing shoot themselves in the foot. Feels like every week, and. Uh, and it, uh, you just can't do that against a team like the Eagles uh, in Philadelphia. So for me, this is an easy one. I think the Eagles win by 7, 10, 14 points. Um, so that three and a half point spread, I'm definitely taking the Eagles to win. Um, going to take the over. You know, uh, Josh Allen's still going to score touchdowns. Um, he is. That, that, that part you can, you can bet on. But uh, uh, I like the Eagles to win handedly here. So I'm taking the over. Well, handedly. Oh yeah, interesting. The uh, let's see, Philly ninth worst in FPA against tight ends. Stone Kincaid, five games in a row, fifteen fancy points. So good start here. Uh, I think he's been sort of top five in the last month, basically. Anyway, so yeah, I'm sure you'll start him, but have a lot of confidence. And even if you want to flex him, he's worth being in your starting lineup in case you have another tight end or there's just more flexibility in your roster or what have you. Um, <clears throat> big fan. Excuse me. And um, big fan of James Cook, who bounced back last week, looked really good, solid runner. <coughs> Excuse me. Runs for contact. As soon as I start talking about the Buffalo Bills, start choking. Got that curse in my throat, you know? I'm trying, I got what, the wide right. So um, <coughs> I think that you should start both of those guys. <laughs> we skipped one. Trevor almost had to go back to it here. It's Cleveland at the Denver Broncos. One and a half point favor the Denver. Over under 36 and a half. I mean, Russell Wilson's an MVP candidate, my friend. Don't look now. Maybe he is. Don't look now. Um, no, the, the Broncos are playing, uh, you know, pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, they, they won a real close match uh, this past Sunday <laughs> against the Vikings. Um, they were behind uh, for almost four quarters. Uh, I mean, there was... I think it was less than five minutes left on the clock when they took the lead uh, from the Vikings for the first time that night. Um, so that you know, this is a team that's playing really hard. Uh, they've got a lot to prove, and they made it back to 500. You know, now they play another home game against uh, a Browns team. You know, Browns have a great defense, but uh, without Deshaun Watson, it's uh, you know, the, the Broncos have a chance to get on a real roll, right? You know, four teams, you know, sorry, four wins in a row. That's the longest active streak in the league right now. And I think they, I think they extend that to five. Um, I think, uh, I think it is going to be close because the Browns defense is good. And because they have, uh, they do have weapons on offense, but uh, yeah, the Russell, Russell Wilson, he's being asked to do less. And so, you know, when, you know, I, I don't know if this is the right interpretation, but he's being asked to do less. And what I'm seeing is that when he does need to be the old Russ that we know who can just bomb it and, and have that beautiful, deep accuracy, um, it's showing up now. You know what I mean? That's two weeks in a row where he's hit 
Cortland Sutton late in the game for a crucial touchdown. Um, and, uh, and it's working. So, uh, yeah, I say, let it ride the Bronco, you know, Broncos country. Let's ride. They get the win this week. It's amazing. It's amazing. That touchdown pass he had to say Cortland Sutton. It was Cortland Sutton. Yep. Unbelievable. It was, it was that unbelievable. throw was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Russell Wilson. You know how much I ragged on him before the season. Oh, it uh, was bad yeah. last year. It was bad no, it was earlier bad. this year. Yeah. Um, it was bad. But, uh, it was bad. It's, yeah. It's, it's, he's it's making making fewer mistakes. And uh, and they're not blowing people out, but they're winning good, good games against good teams. Yeah. Yeah. And um, seventh game at home already this year. That means they'll have to play, what? Six of their last seven on the road? That's crazy, man. That's, that's wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that schedule kind of folded out for, for Denver, but here we are. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll add this. You know, it, it, Cleveland's been a good running team despite a lot of the injuries. So um, I, I don't think Denver has a great rush defense, and that's why I like Jerome Ford here as a start. Or a flex. Probably flex. Uh, there's a lot of good running back matchups this week, but flex probably here uh, for Jerome Ford. Keep an eye on him. Sunday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens at the L.A. Chargers, the three-and-a-half-point favorites of Baltimore, over-under 48-and-a-half. And, um, you know, the irony, man, is that there hasn't – Justin Herbert might be playing the best – well, playing one of the best maybe at his position in quarterback. Um, 19 touchdowns, five interceptions. Had it, has had his team in all these games. Even last week, should have won that game. Not his fault. Dropping, you know, passes left and right. Quentin Johnson, my goodness, first-round pick, can not can barely get on the field. And all they really have is Keenan Allen. I feel bad for him, but somebody's got to win <laughs> this game. Right. Um, it's going to be close. You know, Lamar Jackson, man. And, and, it, in L.A., where he belongs. In L.A., where he belongs. <laughs> in L.A., where he belongs. Gotcha. That's right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I do like the Ravens in this one. Um but uh, not as much as I'd like them with uh, with the healthy tight end uh, Andrews. He's uh, he's not to be undervalued when it comes to the success of that offense. I mean, he's yeah. He, I mean, I don't I don't think he gets talked about the same way. But I put him right up there with Travis Kelsey and his ability to uh, you know guarantee a first down and guarantee a touchdown. Um, it's just so reliable. Um, so without him, it's going to be it's going to be a little tougher. Um, they have to get creative on how they, you know, keep the chains moving and 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 find the end zone. Um, but ultimately, I think they're uh, I think they're just playing better football than the Chargers. And, and I and I'm with you, Justin Herbert. Uh, he locked me in as a fan uh, last season when I saw him. Just I can't remember what game it was, but he was getting hit over and over, and, and I thought he was going to have to leave the game, but he just kept kept getting up and and kept playing um and and he plays really well but uh the Chargers defense still doesn't doesn't play like it's supposed to um and uh and yeah I think there's uh uh there's a need for for improve uh improved leadership from the coaching I I just don't think that they're th- this team should be playing better football than they are I, I just say it um the Chargers all season they just don't live up to to what that roster is capable of um so yeah i like the ravens here like them on the road um i'm gonna take taking the under on that 48 i don't think this one gets out of control quite that much um but yeah i like the ravens and i like them to beat that three and a half point spread okay uh yeah uh Chargers defense is bad so yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got nothing else to say other than that. I actually, you said you said the over because I think that's a pretty good call. On this uh, one. I'm, I'm taking ball. I'm taking the under here. Oh, okay. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking um, the under. I just I think that the Ravens are still going to control this game, um, but right. without Mark Andrews, I think it, they're just going to be a little less efficient uh, in general, but also in the red zone. Um, so you might see the Chargers get a stop here or there, force a field goal even. Um, but it's not going to be enough to, uh, to to win the game. So, Brandon Staley loses his job. Count that. Um, yep. <laughs> should have already lost it, to be honest. 
But, you know, we're spinning their tires here with uh, L.A. Yeah, um, Isaiah Likely already mentioned Gus the Bus. I like him, too, just because this run defense is not great. Where the heck has Keaton Mitchell been? I, I mentioned him a couple weeks ago, 429-40 at the Combine. Running back for Baltimore, and they just haven't played him a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets some carries. It's, you know, late November. You know, keep an eye on him. So, Okay. Finally, we're at the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Three and a half point favorites to Minnesota. Over under 43 and a half. Um, yeah, man. It, it It's tight because we know Chicago can play well. It's just they can't finish any game ever. Ever. They cannot do anything. <laughs> ever at the end of any game. And, um, they, but they put on a good show in the meantime. I, I get a feel for DJ Moore because he's just a baller and he's stuck on another bad team. <laughs> right. So, right. yeah. Here we are, um, right? No, Justin yeah, Jefferson I, either, I, right? I think this one's going to be tight. Um, I don't know if they've decided that yet for this week because he he's, he's definitely able to come back. Um, so Justin Jefferson could be in this game. Um, but he hasn't played yet, so <laughs> we won't count on it. Um, well, his health is more important than my fantasy team, apparently. So. Oh yeah, I saw that tweet. I totally respect it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand wanting you know things as a fantasy, but like, who goes out of their way to like tweet at a player that you have on your fantasy team? That's, I think that's ridiculous behavior. <laughs> um, oh, you're ridiculous behavior. Yeah, so, sometimes I've been told. I've been shove told. it, <laughs> shove it, Trevor. But uh, no, I I think the Vikings get the win at home this week. Um, you know they played played really good on the road last week. It just, uh, you know, they they overcame some early mistakes. Uh, but man, it, it give a lot of credit to the uh, the Broncos uh, secondary really locking down their pass game last week. Um, and uh, and yeah, I I think uh, I think the Bears are going to have a little more t- trouble stopping the Vikings uh, on offense. Uh, the X factor here is uh, is how the the Vikings defense, which is doing a lot better this season, uh, handle an extremely mobile quarterback uh, like Justin Fields, who I think is back. Yeah. Yeah, he played last week. Um, so, you know, there's always a chance that uh, that the Bears could capitalize on more early early game mistakes by the Vikings. They really need to clean up the, the early turnovers, the early fumbles. Um yeah, but uh, but no, I do I do like the Vikings at home in this one, and the uh, the Bears uh, get a uh, a more favorable draft pick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, not much to say about this man. I just Minnesota, I think, really has an advantage here, and I just don't imagine that Chicago is either well coached enough or this that they'll do anything to sort of prevent them from getting a better draft pick, and that they should just be playing for that at this point. Um, Right. Who knows if Justin Fields will actually even be in Chicago next year? So, right, <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at. So, anywho, well, that's all I got, man. You got any other turkey stories, things that uh, are worth discussing or talking about before we jump off the air here? Oh, just that uh, you know, uh, I, I got really excited for this, uh, you know, Broncos Vikings game. It was my first ever uh, Vikings home game, and. Uh, I'll give it to the Broncos fans. They were really classy winners. Uh, we had a good time the whole time, even even after the loss. Uh, but really looking forward to a, a fresh weekend of football. I got to get that one behind me now. Um, but uh, yeah, I you, you, I mean, this is always one of the best football weekends of the season, and I think we've got a lot of good games Thursday, Friday, Sunday, uh, and hopefully a good one Monday night as well. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, these are this, you know, if, if you have been too busy this season to really appreciate this sport that we love the way you usually do, this is the wake up call. This is uh Thanksgiving football. We don't have a lot left. We're, we're well past halfway through the season at this point and, uh, you know, quit screwing around, start watching some football. Well, they say the season doesn't start till December. So if you started watching football <laughs> this week, this would be it. This would be week one, technically. Um, and there we would, go. Actually, wouldn't be incorrect about calling it that because that's kind of where we're at at this point. 
So, as uh, Trevor mentioned, quit screwing around. Uh, quit screwing around. Quit screwing. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, where this is football in general, feel free to go back. You're at Thanksgiving dinner. I can go through the spiel here, but you already know what I'm going to say. This is a perfect time to pull out a Bluetooth speaker and put your phone on high and, uh, you know, just like blast it. You know, you cook it for like four or five hours and you'll be eating. And, um, you know, you don't want to be wasting that time not listening to football because you'll have your back turned to the TV, you know, or you'll have your, your, like the game on the phone or something, something like that. Well, I mean, you know, we're here. So here for you more than your family is there. I said it, you know, calmer than you are, calmer than you are. Anyway, um, till next time, man, uh, we'll be here on the airways and all the sorts of places to promote and keep talking about the NFL football, the niche sport that we cover. Um, and, um, we'll continue to do it. So, Have a good Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you all. And until next time, we're out.